You're listening to the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience, behind the scenes of household staff. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience. I am your host, Tiffany Kinder, CEO and founder of Staffing at Tiffany's. And I am also with my co-host, Andrea Brudig, Placement Director for Staffing at Tiffany's. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Simon. Welcome. Thanks. We're so excited to have uh, Simon Shirley as our guest today. Simon was born in Maidstone, Kent in England. After graduating from culinary college, his first position was a footman in the royal household working for the royal family. He served most notably at Buckingham Palace, other palaces and castles, and on the royal yacht. One of Simon's many highlights while working for the royals was to be chosen to escort Princess Diana on her wedding day, where he stood on the back of her carriage on her journey to marry Prince Charles at St. Paul's Cathedral. Simon came to the the United States in the mid-80s, and he worked for most of the time as an estate house manager, a butler, chef, and chauffeur for private families. And he also had his own business, which was called A Royal Affair. And Simon and his beautiful wife, Rachel, and two four-legged boys recently moved to Lake Norman area in North Carolina from Florida and absolutely love it. Simon's passions are his faith, family, and friends, and spending time with his daughter, Barbara Jean, who is a police officer in Georgia. Gosh, Simon, this is exciting stuff. How were you hired at the Royal Palace? Can you just share a little bit about your how you were to get on? Yeah, so my passion as a kid, I always knew from an early age that I wanted to actually be a chef. I mean, that was always my love. So I ended up going to, after high school, I went to culinary school in England. And I during my uh, course there at, at college, unbeknown to me, I didn't know, but they used to actually choose students to go up to Buckingham Palace and work as an intern to help at some of the major events up there. And it, it was quite an honor, as you can imagine. And I was actually one of those students chosen. I think I did maybe four or five at Buckingham Palace whilst I was doing my studies in the culinary world. And then I didn't realize that part of the reason that they sent me up there was I was actually being vetted for a position in the royal household at Buckingham Palace. So it it was quite an honor and very prestigious. But my love was really always to cook. So later on, after I finished my degree and, and the students were chosen to go up there for an interview, it was quite a decision for me because I wanted to stay on really to study my culinary work because that's what I love to do, whereas uh, working for the royal family was the front of the house. So I'll talk more into that in a little bit because it became quite a big decision for me. Interesting. So you originally wanted to cook for the royal family. No, I really wanted to go into cooking as a career. The position that was offered me with the Royal Household was actually as a footman, which was to do with the front of the house. It had nothing to do with the kitchen. So the decision that was being made was my heart was telling me something. My brain was telling me something else. What I mean by that was my heart wanted to stay on more and study more specifics in the culinary world 
where my brain was saying, you need to go up there for the interview for the royal family because if you get chosen for a job there, that'll look mighty good on your resume. Oh, yes, it would. (laughs) So as a footman, what were your daily duties? Well, I worked there for just under four years and a footman is very, very similar to a butler. All our duties were to do with hospitality at the front of the house. And we would also do a lot of the major events, the ceremonies and the different occasions that happened during the year. I would travel with the royal family to all the different palaces and castles. I also went on a few state visits with the royal family to other countries. I also traveled on the royal yacht about three times also with the royal family, but it was anything really to do with hospitality at the front of the house, whether that was greeting guests, whether that was serving in a formal function, whether that was serving maybe a couple of guests. Also, during my time as a footman, we trained in the different departments. We would spend time in the royal cellars, in, in the glass pantry and the silver pantry to learn how to care for those, those items. And also, when we had a visiting head of state, part of our job was as a footman, each footman was allocated with one of the gentlemen dignitary from the visiting party, and we would be the valet for that gentleman during their stay here, which meant gentleman's gentleman, basically unpacking his clothes, making sure his clothes were ready to be worn. We would run the bath in the morning, bring in a breakfast tray. So it was quite an intense position. I would think so. Simon, what was the most challenging part of your role? I think, you know, I was a young man back then, but it was still, we worked many hours in the position But I think it was really the adrenaline that kept us going because it was such a a unique position and there was always something different going on and always different people coming in and out and and we met so many different people. So I think really the challenging part for me was the hours part of it. But like I say, I think because I was a young man and in good shape, I think the adrenaline just kept me going. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say the most interesting thing that you learned about the royal family during your time working for them? Absolutely. I think, to be honest with you, before I took the position there, I really wasn't much of a royalist. And what I mean by that is I was never negative towards them. I just, they weren't really a part of my life. But after working for them for nearly four years, as people, they were just absolutely the most wonderful, polite, well-mannered, courteous respectful towards us, the staff. I mean, it was just a, it was just a pleasure to work for them as people. So, you know, that's probably the experience I remember is, is just, it was a pleasure to work for them. It really was. So you spoke to the challenging part of your role. Can you also speak to the most rewarding part of your role? Yeah, I think rewarding. I mean, obviously, I'm, and I mean this very humbly now, I think with, with working for the Royal Family on your resume, I'm still benefiting from that still to this day. And I left many, many years ago. But also, I think just the places that I, I visited in the world, the, just the, to experience that lifestyle for those years was, and to see the most beautiful palaces and castles and to, to travel with the royal family to other places. And then also, you know, one of the highlights or one of the best experiences uh, as a footman was, was the carriage duty, which I'm sure you're going to 
ask me about in a little bit. So I'll save that. Well, let's get into that. I actually was going to ask you, I mean, the duty of getting Princess Diana in the carriage to her wedding. I mean, what kind of day was that? Was that just... I mean, talk about adrenaline. (laughs) It was really amazing because... If I can back up a little bit, it's like if I can sort of use an analogy, it's like when there's a carriage procession, it's almost like a Super Bowl or World Series. You want to see what position you're chosen for that game. Well, as a footman, we want to see what position we're chosen for the, the particular ceremony or occasion. So there was a lot of excitement because obviously that's one of the most prestigious things that happened when I was back there working for the royal family. Other other than a coronation, probably a royal wedding is one of the, the most visible and one of the most memorable occasions that happens. And I remember that I was actually chosen to escort Princess Diana to St. Paul's, but I remember the day was so full of excitement. And we also, part of my... I had like, I think it was five or six different uniforms. So each uniform was dictated by what the occasion was. And and that particular ceremony, we had the state livery on. I think you remember or can visualize that big jacket with all the gold brand on. And I think that that jacket weighed like 70 pounds. It was it was over 100 years old. So it was just a very elegant, elegant formal affair. And I remember the morning the carriage actually came to Buckingham Palace and I got on the carriage and Princess Diana actually stayed the night in Clarence House, which at the time was the Queen Mother's house. And I went around the carriage to Clarence House and I remember the excitement of seeing her on that morning and seeing that beautiful wedding dress. And I remember going in Clarence's house and walking up the stairs. And I think I was the the second person probably to see her on that day because I remember knocking on the door and the dresser was there and there was Princess Diana and I helped her down to the carriage and it was just such a beautiful, beautiful day. And she looked so, so beautiful. Oh, I bet. What was Princess Diana like? Actually, I met and spoke to Princess Diana many, many times. And what I can say to you is that she she was just a very caring person. Most of the questions she asked you was about you and your life and your family. She wanted to get to know you. And you could tell that she was just a very caring human being. And I think she came across that to the world. I think we all realized that. And she is so missed, especially at this time right now. I mean, she was just such a beautiful person. She she really seemed like that. So that's that's good just to hear that from you as well. I wanted to talk to you a little bit too. You started a company called The Royal Affair. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you did? That's so interesting to me. That's probably one of my favorite jobs too. I, I think it was the, how that happened was... I'm trying to think how that actually... I, I remember exactly how that happened. It was a, a friend of mine. I was living in Atlanta at the time. And I remember a friend of mine, she asked me, she said, and she represented a, a charitable organization. And I, I love to pay it forward with, with my particular gifts, if I'm able. And she said to me, Simon, would you mind doing a little dinner party for six people? And at the end of your dinner party, would you talk a little bit about the royal family? And we will auction that off. And, and it was a silent auction. And apparently it, it made some really, really good money. And I ended up going to the, the person's house and did the dinner party. And I, I spoke a little while during dessert about my life with the royal family in a very positive 
and constructive way. And then I think it was about a week or two weeks later, I started to get phone calls of people wondering if I would do that. And I ended up having a business for, I think it was about three years that that's what I went. I did in Atlanta. I went to affluent homes and actually regular homes and did these little parties and little cocktail parties. And I ended up getting a little cafe called, called the Royal Affair Cafe. So, yeah, that's really how no, that, you did. I, it, was, it was, you know, I felt like a baseball player because I got paid for what I'd love to do. And I met so many interesting people. It was, it was really, really wonderful. Oh, that's so neat. So at these parties, did you cook at the parties? I did. And yeah, that, that was obviously, and you know, the neat thing about, I'm in the private service world, meaning I'm a house manager, chef, chauffeur. I work for private families generally is what I've been doing. So when I left the palace, when I worked for the palace and then left, I mean, now you've got somebody that knows how to cook. Plus, you've got somebody that knows the front of the house as well, which is quite unique in my world. So, you know, that was a really, I sort of took that and used it in a royal affair because I would help with the consultation on how to set the table and make sure we had the right service staff in. But yes, I did the cooking as well. Yes. So essentially, you would give the guests an experience of maybe what it's like to eat you know, at the palace and, and really just giving them the whole experience. Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Royal affair. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, it was wonderful because you left, there's not many businesses now, I, I use this term all the time where you can get instant gratification. And I truly felt that at the end of the meal, because I could how people enjoyed my cooking, but they also enjoyed the fact of experiencing a little bit of the raw life, if you like, for a while and, and leaving those wonderful memories. I still get people calling me today. We talk about them. So uh, in fact, there's one lady just called me from Atlanta for years. She used to do a Princess Diana birthday party, a big event, every year for about three or four years, which I catered. And I think 30 years later, I got a text the other day. She, she's thinking of starting them again and wonders if I can come into Atlanta to do it for her. So we'll see. Oh my gosh, that's neat. And when you mentioned that, it makes me want to ask all of this dynamic experience what are you doing now? <laughs> well, actually, my wife and I, we just recently, we spent 11 beautiful years in Florida. Absolutely loved it. We lived in the Palm Beach area and I was working for a wonderful family in Florida. And it was just a time and issue where we truly, we just had enough of the heat and the hurricanes. We've been through four hurricanes and it gets so hot down there. And my wife and I have been talking for a while about moving to somewhere more seas where it has the four seasons. And actually, my journey started in America, in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's my first family I worked for. And we, we wanted to be by the water. We knew about Lake Norman in, in the Carolinas. My wife works from home, so it wasn't a problem where she moved. And I, the, the idea was, well, let's move to the Carolinas and, you know, maybe I can find another family to work for locally. I'm still looking. I'm still available. So I'm actually, you know, waiting for that position to come up. If you could have a dream job, how would you describe it and what would suit you now? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking that, Tiffany. And yeah, I mean, I think ideally it probably would be for another family because that's what I've done, you know, most of my career in, in America, taking care of their 
hospitality and entertainment needs and any any other concierge uh, need that they might have. But also, you know, I'm sort of a pay it forward person. And I've, I've got this wonderful 40 years of, of hospitality experience. I mean, I, I sort of jokingly call myself the connoisseur of hospitality. If I could pay that forward somewhere or in a company or an environment, but obviously get paid for it, then I would definitely like to do that as well. I think there's such a need for that in this country right now it is the etiquette side the art of how to eat properly you know there's so much that could be helped i think so you're kind of describing a household manager yes in a way yeah okay with with obviously but the benefit you get with me too is you you have somebody that can cook as well so you know uh, it's usually one person does one and one does the other but i'm able to do the entertaining side as well yeah if needed Definitely. As soon as a client in that area comes in, I'm certain that Tiffany and I will select you as the first individual (laughs) to contact and present the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, you have great experience, Simon. And I always love speaking with you. I know we we talked a couple years ago and you're just a pleasure to talk to. And I was just so impressed with your skills and your resume and just your demeanor and all. And I I think I did say to you, if I ever do, if we ever have a podcast, I would love for you to be a guest. And here we are. I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us. I had another question. So if somebody wanted to work for the royal family, how does that... Are they chosen? Do they apply? Or how Like how does that all work? Yeah. Back in the day when I was actually chosen to work there, I know you can... There's only 14 footmen at, at one given time. So, and the turnover is not really, it doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. But there are many other positions that are available for working for the Royal Household. And I believe if you go onto the, the Buckingham Palace website, there, there are, there is, uh, you know, positions that do get advertised on that website occasionally. So there are jobs there. It is possible. Absolutely. Interesting. Well, thanks. Andrea, did you want to say something? Mm, how about what advice would you give to someone who's considering a career such as yours? Mm, a great question. What advice would I give? To okay, so number one, to be prepared for every preparation is key. To be a good communicator, to be flexible, not to say no, um, to be available, to. To go into my world also to to do good training, you know, if you want to go into domestic service to try and go through a college or a certification process, there's plenty out there that you can actually train to to go into that world. And also, uh, you know, if you want to go into cooking into the private service, definitely go through college and get a degree. But there's so many great opportunities. I mean, part of my job also, I've worked on some mega yachts which as a chef. So you get to see so many beautiful places in this world that probably normally I would not. I use the cliche, I've, I've lived the lifestyle of a billionaire, but never been one. <laughs> oh, that's great. And we like to use the cliche, never a dull moment. There you go. Right? Never a dull moment. In this industry, you have to be prepared for everything at any time. Absolutely. Especially on yachts. That's that. 
dynamic is is completely different and really you is. really have to th- whatever you have available you need to use and you're at sea and yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah. some people think it's glamorous but would you say it's glamorous simon it, no it, it can be you know obviously you you work on, on the yachts you work a lot of hours on the yacht, but you get to see some beautiful destinations. And you, you've got to be adaptable. You've got to be flexible because you just never know what the client or principal is going to ask and, and they, they change their mind. You've got to be ready for that and, and, and be able to go from one menu to another menu. So it, it does have its challenges, but it definitely have it has its re- rewards. I mean, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. It was fantastic. Well, Simon, I just want to thank you so much for coming and talking with us and sharing a little bit about your experience working for the royal family and all of the things that you've done. So thank you so much. And have a great day, Simon. And we look forward to helping you in your in your next... You're so welcome. In your next role. I'm in God's hands. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Staffing at Tiffany's Experience. Please share our podcast and stay tuned for more episodes. Visit us at staffingattiffany's.com. At